What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev, obviously. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You are iconic. And before we go ahead and get into this team, make sure you go ahead and follow me on social media at That's So Dev on Twitter as well as Instagram. Love that for you. Go indulge. Whatever you want to do. Okay. So the title today, Three's a Crowd. We're getting to, there's going to be tea today. There is going to be some tea today. I'm going to get into some details, um, you know, about a bit of my past. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Um, I have no idea where this is going to start, where this is going to go. We're, we're just going to see where it ends. We're just going to start and boom. Okay. So for me personally, like this is a heavy topic to talk about just because like it was a very, it was a very trying and important big part of my life. But, you know, I've spent a lot of time in therapy personally, just like working through it. Literally at this point, I have already worked through it, but it probably took me about a year or two of consistent therapy to really like process this situation and like handle it in a positive way. And when I look back at the situation, I have to just like applaud myself. I have to applaud myself because I ended up in a situation where it was just, it was not it. It was not it. And I'm going to start from the beginning. You know, I'm not going to spill every last little thing, but like, I'm going to work our way up to right now. Okay. So I had two good friends in college. They were my first two, like real male friendships in college. Cause I mean, a, a lot of my girl, let's be real. My girls, a lot of them, a lot of them. I have a lot of girlfriends. Okay. Let's just be real. I do. Honestly, like I, I just, I mesh well with women, you know, a lot of times with men, unless they're gay men, there's a lot of, um, what am I trying to there, there, like, there's this notation that you are gay and that automatically separates something in their brain, right? Like you can say that you're okay with it or whatnot, but like they compartmentalize you know what i mean and with girls it's just it's not that big of a deal anyway moving forward but they were my first two real male friends let's just be real um in college rather i had a lot obviously i played soccer and whatnot but when we were in college and whatnot they were the people that you know we did like sleepovers we did a lot like i mean we spent every goddamn waking moment together doing everything going you know the late night runs when you're in college like and you're gonna go run over like the mcdonald's walmart blah 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 blah, blah all of that like originally like it had started out with um my roommate at the time my roommate i knew my roommate from high school we ended up being um roommates obviously in college and then next door were these two people now a lot of people who are listening are probably gonna know who these two people I'm not going to mention names whatsoever. I'm not. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to dress it, but I'm just going to say these two for now. Okay. So, you know, we had a very, very, like, strong friendship, actually. In a lot of ways, we had a very genuine friendship, to be honest. But there was, like, this kind of, um, like, there was this kind of, unbalanced territory you know and i think that unbalanced territory came from 
me to be quite personally like I was not the person that I am now you know I was not as assertive I didn't necessarily always stick up for myself in situations and things like that like I I, I just I didn't it was coming about but it was not fully there the way that it is right now and so it kind of just left this constant unbalanced feeling of like me not feeling what am I trying to say me not trying like like it wasn't equal you know what I'm saying and that's why in a way I'm saying like three is a crowd because to be quite honest like the I mean I've had a lot of groups of friends but to be quite honest oddly enough it just it, it, it does not work it does not work the only time that I've had it work was just Mariah and Madison like that's that like I don't know how to explain it whatsoever but I'm sure a lot of people actually I'm sure a lot of people just get that because there's a lot of times where you have friends who say a lot of things that are inconsiderate and whatnot to you and it eventually at some point makes you mentally leave the friendship and I'm sure a lot of people are probably saying like you need to stick up for yourself you need to do that blah 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 well duh bitch duh do you think people just don't want to I mean they I mean I'm sure anxiety has them in a chokehold like for me you know I was really struggling with anxiety at this time especially and even depression and I had no idea like depression anxiety like this is not running through my mind absolutely not in no way form or fashion like I'm not even considering like this is happening to me and so you know I'm dealing with all of that at the same time you know as well I'm dealing with you know a friendship that is constantly confrontational and when certain situations happen I may not say anything or react in the way that I would need to like the boundaries oh that that's basically yeah the boundaries right there setting those boundaries too absolutely not absolutely not and the thing about it is like when you start a friendship and you don't set boundaries at the beginning of that friendship it's going to bleed in it's, i mean it's just like that's with any relationship really but if you don't set those boundaries going into this relationship these people are going to think that they can disrespect you and so a lot of the times that's what it was i was being disrespected you know even to the point to where i had actually came out to them let's be real because i did they were mainly the first people that i came out to when i was on campus in college I'm pretty I think I think it was them first and then the girls that were on my cheerleading team so I think that I think once I did come out to them I felt like they thought that they could use that as a joke and not mean it and it would be okay and it wasn't but now remember I didn't set those boundaries at the beginning of this relationship so these they now think that they can disrespect me so now me addressing that the jokes that you have said the things that you have said don't sit right with me i don't feel good about it now it's an issue and that's the kind of people that these people were and they're, they're very big manipulators and i'm sure there's always going to be two three sides to a fucking story i'm telling my truth and that's just that but in ironically but ironically you would talk to a billion people around these people and they will tell you otherwise because here's the thing also when you have people like these who are like masters at manipulation 
they will present themselves entirely different to new people. So now these new people now think that, well, they don't seem like that. Oh, there's definitely two sides to every story. Of course there is. But now this person has presented themselves as this squeaky clean person, but you know their past. This person will never allow these people to be as close to them, to get to know them in this way. Why would they? They had experience now. <laughs> Why would they? But now you know this person, you know your truth, but now your truth is in question because this person doesn't seem this way now. And of course people, you know, people don't stay the same. Some people do. Some people don't grow. And of course people don't stay the same. But it's also the idea that just because someone is not in the same place anymore that for one they're a different person because that's not necessarily true or two that you have to be okay with what they have done and that's not true because for one we know everyone has their own timeline and that i mean that was the basis of this friendship it became disrespect and you know i was at campbellsville university for two years did that and eventually i went to the university of kentucky which was literally the best decision I could have ever made. And because like, it was like, when you think about Miley Cyrus and her career, bitch, when you think about the album Breakout, like, hello, it was a big breakout. It was the absolute breakout because I spent two years with these people in Campbellsville. One of them had left after the first year. One of them had left and went to UK after the first year. And the second I ended up becoming roommates with the following year. That didn't work out great. I can't tell you how many times I ended up staying at my best friend Madison's house. Thank God she had a house off campus. I mean, we were there all the time anyway. But like, like I said, everybody around, literally everybody around knows how this person is like. <laughs> it, it It's amazing how so many people can all agree, you know, on how this person is but every, I, I don't know everybody else must be the problem that's that you know that has to absolutely be the issue and I that is kind of what f it it spilled into UK you know so like you know I left Campbellsville behind because Campbellsville was the absolute worst for me personally I know a lot of people who liked it but also I think a lot of those people are just meant for like small towns I'm literally from New York like absolutely not it was not the tea and it was super racist just saying um <laughs> but I went to you know UK with you know ended up becoming roommates with the same person that I was with the year prior and that was like the straw that broke the camel's back absolutely it was hell i mean this person would have joined the fraternity and mind you i was not even thinking about it coming into uk like week before not even thinking about joining fraternity whatsoever i literally decide to join a fraternity or go rush or whatever like maybe two days prior and you know he's rushing his favorite fraternity you know he becomes a pledge you know i become a pledge and i for what for me personally like i seem to my my experience was more genuine like you know i actually had a good time and in a way he didn't 
but he wanted to feel a part of something so bad and he ended up not being accepted in and then I did so that already created this different shift already so now there's this bitterness and you know the the very first week that we are in college and we ended up having this really big fight and Mariah was there actually she was and it was there was something that clicked in my head it was like oh no this isn't it anymore because after I had rushed I had realized how different I was as a person because I approached going into a fraternity way differently than I would have approached anything else. That's why I tell most people that I'm in a fraternity. They're like, Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, like, it's not super shocking that I would be, but also it's not necessarily something someone would expect. And so personally, I was having a good experience over there just in general like I always did and that didn't sit well and that festered for over an entire semester and you know once we came back after spring now mind you we just we had this big blow up and I said something clicked for me remember and I ended up deciding to move out I did I decided to move out and I moved into, wait, did I do? Yeah. I ended up moving into my fraternity's house because I absolutely had to get away from this energy because this energy was creating this person that I had worked to get away from because, you know, this person that I'm roommates with, you know, that I have been roommates with prior Campbellsville, the second year, we're going to, um, we're just going to say L (laughs) we're going to say L and um yeah so l lol is this same person that very very heated very heated very angry big temper nobody knows what this person is like behind closed doors and i i i mean that in such a real way it was scary actually and you know to really see that energy start to come you know start to become a part of me you know that energy started to spill in me because that was the company that I was keeping in Campbellsville I it was so small town small minded like that is just what it did you know that energy festered and once I got to UK I realized like wow like this is who I am that wasn't me and that's the difference I was growing he was not and that created a big divide a bigger a bigger divide than he thought because this person thinks they know everything the other person that was roommates with him the very first semester we'll call him C so now mind you sees away this whole year that I'm talking about this first year at UK C is away and it's just me and L and it's really revealing things about what this friendship has always been not what it's become because it didn't grow it's been stagnant it's been the same so I was able to see what it was 
just period. Like I was able to see it for what it was. And at a certain point, you know, he tried to, you know, try to, he tried to fix things as a manipulator will do. They will, they will draw you back in, you know, they will, they will get all emotional and all that stuff to really draw you back in because in reality, you're the person that's really getting them going. Like there was no one else. And at a certain, it, it didn't click for a while. It didn't click for a while. We'll get there. It didn't click for a while, but I, I it was just like, I have to do what's best for me. And I'm super glad that I did move out because it was the best thing for me. And in a way, like, of, of course me, I was like, okay, like you're apologizing. That's not necessarily something you do. Like, okay, whatever. And we worked at the same place we served at the same job and so we ended up spending a lot more time in the same area but we didn't live together anymore so in a way it felt like it was creating a stronger friendship is what it felt like it felt like it was building a more mature but a different one but it wasn't really different the only real difference was that we just didn't live together. I mean, we were working together. We were hanging out still all the time. You know? And I am the person that ultimately made the decision to keep going back. And then, it, like, for me, I tell people all the time, like, this was really an emotionally abusive friendship from both of them. You know? Verbally. It, it absolutely was. That's why it took so long to heal from. And, you know, in the midst of us working at the same place, living in different places, like, you know, I'm thinking in my naive head at this time instead of opening my eyes entirely. Like, you know, we're, we're building a stronger friendship. I think we might be all right now, you know? And so, long story short, some things happened. Ended up having to move out of the fraternity house. And... Uh, we decided that we were going to live together in a house. <laughs> oh my God. Right? Right? No, like I deserve to have been smacked. Like what? <laughs> what? And you know, someone in my fraternity, they told me not to do it. They told me I shouldn't. I was like, oh, it's kind of different now. You know, it's not like a dorm or anything. We have our own separate rooms. No big deal right girl please <laughs> it was the worst decision i could have made it it was the worst I, I can say look at the time it was the worst decision i could have ever made but i don't know like because okay i'm not gonna get too far ahead of myself because we're gonna get there we're gonna get there it okay we're gonna fast track actually to moving in to this house because, you know, like I said, I had to move out of the fraternity house. That was summer. And then, you know, fall, we ended up moving into the house. Um, So we ended up moving into the house or whatever. And we, like, I began to notice that the energy hasn't changed. Because I, I have friends. 
I had friends who genuinely just were my, like, I had real friends. There was a group of us, you know, shout out to Nigel, Fido, Craig, Sophia, like, what a time that was. There was a lot more. I mean, it, it, we hung out with a bunch of people, but like, we naturally just hung around together. And him seeing that didn't sit well with him. And a lot of the people, because these people, like, are in my fraternity. Let's just be real, you know? I'm having some come over to help me make jello shots or whatever, do a bunch of different things, you know? And he's seeing this. And you can see just the bitterness boil and rumble in this person because he's usually the very he's usually he's usually very social you know soccer team he has put a bunch of people to hang out with usually he didn't get into that fraternity granted he knows a lot of people you know who are at uk we're still talking about l here and you could just feel the energy shift as we're living in this house. We move in what? July. We moved in July. I'm actually I moved in July 1st cuz I moved in early cuz that was when the lease started, but no one else could move into closer to school. So, L ends up moving in August. And let's see. Immediate I want to say September was the moment that I knew that I had fucked up. Like, very, very early September, my friends. Very. So, um, (laughs) because this is where it gets, this is where it gets, um, messy. This is where it gets super, super messy. Um, but what happened was this person started, you know, because they didn't have, you know, too many friends they didn't get in fraternity and whatnot. They really wanted a community place to belong and whatnot. They started throwing parties. And um, I had just turned 21. I'm the only 21 year old in the house. My name's on the lease, right? So, when you throw a party, you risk that person being liable. Right? For all these underage people drinking and so that was happening on multiple occasions and a lot of occasions I was like I'm just not even going to be home or whatever and I I mean you know at first I didn't really say too much about it but it came to a point where he had asked if he could throw a party this specific day and I was like I'm not cool with that because blank and blank is coming over. Like, no, like it, look, I'm going to be at home (laughs) minding my business. No, I don't want a bunch of underage people in the house drinking for them to potentially get caught and the police come and get my ass. You have lost your absolute mind. And so I was like, no. So he went through the party anyway. <laughs> yep, he, he went through the party anyway. 
because I was just like at this point because I didn't want to after I already said no that you could feel even more of an energy shift and I was just like I don't even want to be in that energy with my friends I'm just gonna go elsewhere he threw the party anyway and like I was like wow and this is what I was talking about about you know the disrespect the foundation of the friendship was built on disrespect and so this person felt like that they could disrespect me and you you see how more and more the bitterness is really coming out you know this person is hooking up with a bunch of random people just so that they could not feel what they were going through instead of actually working through what they were going through in a healthy way and mind you at this time i'm still struggling with anxiety and depression big time like I had like literally months before this, I had just figured out I was going through a depression and I actually figured that out on my own before I actually started getting help. And this was around the time that I was on and off, you know, trickling inside. Let me pop in the counselor real quick about, you know, every other month or something like that. Literally like it, it just, the basis of my mind was not in therapy right now. And so, you know, I'm absolutely dealing with all of this and whatnot. And so I'm like, whatever, I'm going to take me a trip to Alabama. Because, you know, everyone's going down to Alabama for the football game. You know, we're going to go visit the fraternity we have out there as well and just enjoy the weekend. I've got friends down there, whatever. And I let this person know about me going on this trip. And there was nothing. There was really nothing. I mean, I'm just like, hey, I'm going blah, 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 whatever. Probably through parties. I had absolutely no idea. And I really don't care at this point. But it, it was that me going on this trip was it was the turning point for a lot of things and i'm going to get to that in just a second i'm going to take a quick break because unfortunately anchor only allows us to record in 30 minute increments and i'm not trying to be stopped in the middle of my story child so we will be back hold that thought We back, we back, we back. What's good, y'all? Okay, just to jump back in, we're still speaking on our experience of L, right? Um, C is still away. You know, C communicates in and out. I we have a group chat, but then L obviously talks to C more because they have been friends since God knows when. And um, and that was also another part of the balance was that they were like kind of sort of good friends before like not too much longer i probably want to say just a couple months because what i just said sounded like they were friends for years and years and years and years but i I think it was a couple months like they knew of each other just like i knew of both of them through soccer but like we didn't know each other but um anyway so you know i decided i'm gonna go on this trip to alabama and i do and i mind you it's yet another thing of me going to um it's another thing of me going to a fraternity event with people from a fraternity and he's not so again you feel the energy continuously i mean continuously the entire time we're in this house the energy is continuously shifting into a negative manner by every means and once i get back from this trip from alabama you know it's a friend's birthday this night i'm gonna go out 
right? And while I'm out, I get a message from a friend from C who had called me. My phone was on, was it on D&D? It was either on D&D or it was just mute. It was one of those two. But he's blowing up my phone and then is texting me and threatening me, telling me that if I don't have rent, he's going to kill me. And I'm not joking. In no form or fashion, my life was actually threatened. Yeah. By the way, I said it, that was a super nice summary of it, actually. So while I'm out celebrating a friend's birthday party, I'm looking at this message and I'm like, god what so ol was home again said not a word when i went off to my trip you know when i let him know and then goes in such and such ear and says hey i don't think this person has their money for rent and they're going to alabama which mindful let's be mindful here I made it very aware that I am okay this month. There's nothing to worry about. Well, (laughs) hmm. What it sounds like was either A, my word wasn't trusted, or two, you were bitter and you kind of wanted to cause chaos and manipulate the situation. After I let you know, we were good. And we were, by the way. (laughs) No, like, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But we did run into a slight issue. We ran into a slight issue, yeah. Um, The slight issue was, one of my roommates decided to call the leasing office. And the leasing office told him that I was all good, by the way. Told him I was all good, but then let him know that I was a hundred short for the prior month. But wait, but wait, but wait. So, the prior month, I decided I need some help. So, I went to an organization who spoke directly to my leasing office and let my leasing office know they were going to be mailing a hundred dollar check. However, they told me that they accidentally sent the check to my address and not the leasing office. But nobody ever told me. Like, not a word. Even when I went in there to pay rent with a check in hand, period. Not a single person. But it was a money order, not a check, but that's what they wanted. Anyway, regardless, so, hmm. But nobody let me know that. So he decided to use that as means for me not keeping up with rent after for one you look stupid calling them looking for something to figure out that rent has been paid and rent has never been late huh who would have thought because see here's the thing I already mentally checked out of this friendship I mentally checked out of the friendship when we were on campus so for one I'm not going behind anybody's like I'm not telling you my business. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Especially because I don't trust you. 
and you manipulate information that I give you and try to use it against me. Absolutely not. My stuff was taken care of, and then that was that. Right? Because me as an adult, oh, I'm struggling. I go get help. I go get it done. And I did what I did. I got it done. Did I not? Absolutely. So, you know, we have now, you're feeling kind of dumb now. And then we also have, now I got to figure out some way to validate my anger. So now this person is talking to me on the phone with a softer voice. Because now you have not only threatened my life, and now my family knows. But they have also taken action. Hmm. Funny. Funny, isn't it? Because now you feel to you feel the need to act a different way because I approached this situation differently. I didn't roll over. I stood my ground. I stood firm in my truth. And I didn't budge. And although, although, he did his best, see what we're talking about, to verbally abuse and manipulate me. Did his best. Gotta give him that. Absolutely, he came hard. Probably the hardest ever. But I didn't budge. I knew my worth, I knew what I deserved. I took my ass up to that leasing office and I said I have a roommate that is harassing me that has threatened my life I'm getting out of this lease they're gonna figure it out let me out of my lease told them they had to find somebody <laughs> hmm. I immediately moved on campus because that moment right there that was a huge defining moment for me it was when I finally realized my worth. I realized who the fuck I was. <laughs> I did. And I gotta thank my friends. I gotta thank my family and those who stood beside me along the way in the midst of that chaos. Because losing friends like that, regardless of what they did or what happened or period, losing friends like that is heavy it, it's very heavy it's gonna take a toll on you but the way that it didn't and i wish that i was just saying that but the way that it really didn't like it did but it wasn't felt too much because at this point now we're in october l moved in august c is still away c is still away a whole the whole time up until me leaving even out that house so here we are, October. I leave. The best decision that I could have made because I started going to therapy right after that. I was like, oh no. Like, I, because I saw the growth in me. I saw this person really trying to fight its way out. And I needed to figure out how to let this person out. And that was the big turning. Like, it was a huge turning moment. It was also the moment I had my first panic attack. I literally thought I was having a heart attack and I went to the hospital. I'm not even joking. I really thought I was having a heart attack. It was my very first 
panic attack. I was like, oh, no, this is the fucking ghetto. What the hell is this hunting? Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It scared the hell out of me. It scared the hell out of me. But thank God I started going to therapy. I did a lot of therapy. You know, I saw a counselor. Um, I eventually went into group therapy. It was amazing. You know, and then it led me to finding the therapist that I had found that was my therapist for years in Kentucky. She helped me work through every bit of what I had dealt with with these people. It was it was honestly such an unreal healing point because I didn't even realize it. There just had become a time where I let it go. And at this time, because here's where it gets even more messy, because you have to think from my perspective, you know, everything that's going on with my roommates, mind you, like, you know, a lot of people in my fraternity do know what's going on. They even know of these people, like, like, duh, you know, and ironically enough, you know, I've already moved out, blah, 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 and all this BS. I've had to block C and L. Um, from on my phone because they are harassing me after I've even moved out and (laughs) what's so funny about it is is that I bought a table and um, Elle had paid a portion of that table and I had some other things in the house and he was not going to let me have them he was like I'll pay you and that's it he tried to bargain and again that's just the person that a lot of these people that now look at both of these people a lot of these people they don't they have even to this day like they have no idea who this person was and a lot of cases that i know for sure still are unfortunately but (laughs) it's just it, it, it was so ironic it was so funny to me how my roommates seeing L somehow became intertwined with my fraternity and it, it, it grew over time it, it really blossomed over time to where now these people are coming around consistently and I was like oh no absolutely not I stopped going to everything I stopped going to every last event, period, because these people were now coming around. What sucked even more was that a lot of these people, again, knew the situation, knew what was going on, whatever. And it was like, for me, again, like, I'm not going to ask you to not hang out with this person. Like, I'm not I'm not the kind of person to do that. I just know if you bring this person around, despite knowing the trauma that this person has given me, but also in the way you don't. In a, you you know in a way they don't really even know this person like that like that they know my truth and they think that's just that's just one side of it there's another perspective of it like and I mean obviously there is but let's just be absolutely real about it there's absolutely no way that it's everybody else except you and that's what I was talking about earlier and seeing these people intertwine like seeing them on snapchat stories i saw if i saw them on your snapchat story i just removed you and i didn't say a word because i didn't owe it to anybody and some people's feelings got hurt it's like well you removed me from snapchat you didn't tell me first of all it's not that deep and then second of all like 
you know the history. You know the history. And because you think that you can compartmentalize things with other people who have not genuinely caused you trauma, that has nothing to do with me. You don't know the shit that this person has put me through. And I don't owe it to you if I feel the need to remove that energy out of my life by any means necessary. Bitch, I knew my worth. I knew my worth. Like, the confidence was spewing out of me at this point in time. And a lot of people thought that it was a super, like, sad time for me. And it wasn't. It was such a time of personal growth, you know, not going to all these events and things like that and staying away from people. Like, the self-awareness that I had gained, the consistency in therapies, all of my therapies, like, that was such a healing time for me it wasn't about anybody else and I, I I found myself I found myself continuously explaining it until I didn't and there became a point because again you know the self-awareness in this growth period is just it's really intense right now I stopped looking for validation elsewhere except within me I know I'm okay I know what I've done because you see, while these while C and L have been intertwined, intertwined with my fraternity, some people's perceptions have been altered because of the truth that's on their end. And the truth that's on their end wants to hide the truth that I have because these people don't know who they are. So now because they've presented themselves in a different manner, it's hard to see this person as that. It maybe will doubt the person that they already know. But chances are the reason they'll doubt the person they already know is because what? As I said from the beginning of this podcast, the foundation of this friendship was built on disrespect and you not building those boundaries. And I found that with a lot of people that I even met, I've met some, I, I can't even tell you the amount of solid people that I've met in my fraternity. Like fraternity was not like, like it's probably the one thing that I was so sure of at UK that I should have been doing. And there's absolutely no regrets about it, period. But like, there's obviously, there, there are gonna be people that, you genuinely just don't mesh with and connect with but there was also genuinely some people that was just like oh okay let me slide out of here real quick bitch never seeing me again like i'm just move out your way like because you know there was a lot of people who had a lot of different mindsets that was just it was, it was very toxic it was very negative it was very um unrealistic like the like it, it was this bubble it was this bubble. There was no real reality to it. And some people really didn't grasp onto that reality until they went through something similar and really was kind of like, oh, you know, because people can constantly say you have to go through it to really understand it. And people just like, blah, 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 blah. But turn around, you go through a big depression or something like that, like some serious, serious stuff. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. Because I can tell you, I had people been like, how do you have depression? You're always smiling. Like, what? Like, I'll never actually get over that because it was just like wow and you know taking all these mindsets and morphing them together with you know CNL and what they're spilling over there it, it creates such bad energy so now I feel the need to remove myself period now instead of not just going to events I'm not seeing a single soul and you could call that isolation if you want to. I don't really think so. Because 
at this time, I knew my people. I knew my people. I hung around a tight-knit group. And we just did our own thing. We had fun. We minded our business. We had drama. We had fun. And we had fucking fun. <laughs> like, you know, it was these same friends that really helped me out of the situation that, you know, the CNL had really had put me through. You know, these, these were solid people. So, it you know, ultimately, the story is just this huge, huge journey to me really just finding out who the hell that so dev is. This is me finding the confidence that I have now. You know, from years moving on that, like that fight happened 2016 when I left the house. It was 2016. So probably around 2018 was around the time where I really healed from that. I was able to let it go. And the following year, 2019, I ended up leaving Kentucky. Because, you know, after that, like, after I had really worked through the things that I had been through, there was almost nothing left for me anymore. It, it there, there was just nothing, you know? And I think that me making that decision to leave and move here to Vegas was also something I wouldn't have been able to do at that time because I wasn't because the option was there the option to even visit alone and I didn't because I didn't want to leave my friends but I stopped looking for validation again everywhere like myself I started looking for it within myself And that's when things really started to click for me. That's when life began to move forward. There was so much traffic in my head that I really had to sit in therapy and just work through every last thing. And me and my therapist did. We broke shit down. Like, I don't like, we got shit done. And the ironic part about this is, you know, when I had decided I was going to, you know, withdraw from all events now and then all friends, like, you, you know, like I wanted to withdraw from that life because it felt tainted because my trauma was now intertwined. I begin to gain this new world. I've created this new world now in Lexington, which felt like it felt like I pushed the refresh button in a way, in a way, like it still lingered, you know? going certain places there was just like so much anxiety like you couldn't walk a certain place without oh god am i gonna see this person right now because i'm i can't right now i can't deal with that right now so please and you know i i begin to build more mature friends older friends as well and that really helped me heal big time you know i came across this random person like out of nowhere like she had this australian shepherd in her car all the time and we used to randomly just hang out she would just do nice stuff for me all the time i was like what are you like why like i don't like like in my head i was like wait good people good friends like why (laughs) my mind couldn't just like connect it and like this was just before i met my therapist um 
we're gonna wrap this up with this story right here but so she one day she told me about this therapist office new life and i was like hmm, i'll check it out like randomly like randomly and so i decided to go and check it out and i meet this person now i was a cheerleader at campbellsville university the college next to me was lindsey wilson that was our rivals i met this therapist who was a lindsey wilson cheerleader and she was a lindsey wilson cheerleader her senior year was my freshman year so we've cheered against each other we saw each other at competition had no idea i was like ding 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 all signs are there this is an absolute go and it was crazy you know like because therapy was so uncomfortable like there was times she she was just like you don't even have to make eye contact with me like oh my god like okay but i will stare at the fucking ground and we let's just go in and then like it allowed me to have those moments of eye contact and um it it, it started to normalize it for me you know doing it at my own pace to where i can figure out how comfortable i am and like it it allowed me to gain awareness about it because i literally think about everything am i making enough eye contact right now wait that's not like even if i'm so awkward with the eye contact like i will still do it because i feel like i need to be fucking doing it like <laughs> people are like you give great eye contact i was like thanks i absolutely hate it but it was just crazy it was like I could not believe the journey that I had went on. Like, after it was like after that me leaving that house, everything fell into place. I needed to learn that lesson. I learned it the hardest way because I didn't listen. I didn't listen. And when I finally learned that, I became the person that I wanted to be. I became the person I was meant to be. I became the person that I am now. I'm so fucking proud of that. And this whole podcast is just my truth. There are going to be so, like, there, there are so many people, because it's crazy to me. And I don't think about it too often, really. I mean, you, you obviously have your moments, but you just, it, it, it's crazy to process that, how you can have so much trauma from a person. And they be such this light in other people's lives like i (laughs) like i'm like wow like you all belong together (laughs) you all belong together because you have the same mindset and i don't know about you all but like i don't like to hang around people i don't like and if somebody has talked shit to me like, about me behind my back I'm not hanging out with them because there's people hanging with this motherfucker that I was talking behind his back so hold on let me sip this tea go please I don't do that that was a big thing out there I, you are the company you keep my mom always said that and it, it stuck in my head more and more and more as I got older, as I went through things, because I had to experience that shit. 
And I will never say I'm thankful for trauma because fuck that. But like, I am so thankful for what I learned out of that whole situation, out of that friendship. People coming for your life for a reason or a season. Bitch, that was a long ass season, but it was also a good reason. Can't say I'm thankful for it. But like, damn. Like, the knowledge my brain has fucking consumed. Like, sometimes I can't believe it. Because I look back at the person that I was then, and I want to smack the hell out of him. Because I have been out of Kentucky. I've been out of Kentucky now over two years. <laughs> over two years. And a lot of these people that I used to see on a daily basis, for the most part haven't seen me consistently since about 2017 maybe yeah 2017 maybe some 2018 so these people have no idea about the person that I have become and I was me and Mariah were actually just talking about that not too long ago it was just kind of like it when you learn to not give certain people access to you it protects your energy I don't give a fuck what these people have told you about me I'm I know me I'm validating me I know me I know who I am I love me I love my truth I love my story every bit of it has made me this very, very badass bitch that I am today. And that's just absolutely on period. And yes, y'all, I got my Santa inches hat on. Absolutely. Swinging it around like a little ponytail. But no, y'all, like, I just wanted to get up on here. I wanted to speak my motherfucking truth. I wanted to get this out there. You know, because this is a story that a lot of people know. But I haven't necessarily spoken my truth on it. And I needed to. Because I, I was actually, I was listening to the song. And it was Change Location by Drake. If you know, you know. But it came on. And I was just like, oh. Wait a minute. And I started feeling a lot, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. And then I was like, ah. Th- this is the right time to do this podcast. Lay it out there. You know, I've did the work to heal. You know, a lot of times when people write songs and stuff like that, like they've written, they've written that song from a healed place, you know, and I've really done the work. So what I challenge you for today, do the work in whatever area that you're struggling in. Maybe just sit down, write three ways maybe that you can further your agenda. You got it. And if that means you doing more self-care, literally go subscribe to at 5MIN self-care on Twitter and turn on the notifications. There's absolutely no harm in making sure that you prioritize self-motherfucking care, bitch, because you deserve, you need it, and that's that. All right, y'all. All right, 
I'm dipping. I'm getting off here. Thank you absolutely so, so much for listening to my truth. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You are iconic. Love you. Make sure you go follow me at that so dev on Twitter and Instagram. Love that for you. And have a good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>